0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفا والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذي نصطفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما هذه الحياة الدنيا إلا له ولا وإن الدار الآخرة هي الحيوان، لو كانوا يعلمون قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ رَوِّحُ who is سَاعَةً فَسَاعَةً أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ the one who is the the الوداع. who is the one who is the the Quran who is the one who is the one who is the one who is the on this day I have perfected for you your deen. Deen deen is not something that is confined to any one aspect of life. Deen is something which is a complete way of life. And Allah Ta'ala says, I have perfected for you your deen. So when something is perfect, then there is no deficiency in it. And something perfect caters for everything that is required and can be needed. A perfect house is not one that just looks very nice. But a perfect house will be a house that takes care of all the needs of the person that's going to be living in it. In a good way, in a comfortable way. So likewise, a perfect way of life will cater for every need of the insan. Because the insan has to live his life. The greatest need of this insan is to recognize who gave him this life, to recognize the creator and sustainer, to recognize Allah T'baraq wa ta'ala. So deen gives us the complete explanation, gives us the guidance, gives us the complete way to recognize Allah T'baraq wa ta'ala and then how to fulfill the rights of Allah. Because so That's our need. So Deen teaches us how to perform salah how to pass, how to perform Hajj, the zakat and view upon one person, how to refrain from what Allah has forbidden, these are all the needs of Insan because he needs to fulfill the rights of Allah. Tala. Likewise this Insan needs to live, so he needs to eat. So Deen is treated for that, what are the things that are halal him to eat and innumerable things are halal a limited number of things have been forbidden he needs to wear clothes that is in need of insan so he has been given the whole entire guidance and within certain limits beyond those limits obviously things are forbidden but there is ample space within the limits of shari'at for him to dress in a comfortable way then this insan needs to get married he has that human need Allah has provided that need for him So like these are needs of insan, likewise there is a natural human need, that this person sometimes needs to rest, he needs to relax, he needs to rest his body, he needs to rest his mind also. So this is a human need, every insan has this need. So this too is a need that Allah Ta'ala has allowed insan, he has given us the direction and guidance that this is also something that is permissible. This is something that Deen has catered for, the perfect Deen. He's catered for all insan's needs. His need to relax his mind, to rest, to have some kind of uh, change of environment sometimes. All this is something that has been catered for. And if you look into the books of Ahadir, you'll find that the least gave the practical example in all these things. In every book of hadith, you will find one chapter of Mizah, the light-heartedness of Rasulullah ﷺ. That he would sometimes engage in some light-heartedness. <coughs> he would joke with his wives, he would joke with the Sahaba Iqram. what is this? This is part of that mental realization. A little bit of lightheartedness. This is part of that which is in need of insan. Nabi Salaam was beyond these things. But to show the common person that look, this is something Deen has also catered for. And I am giving the example. There is complete moderation in Deen and there is total guidance for everything in Deen. Once three Sahaba, they came to the various houses of Nabi Salaam and they inquired from all his wives that what is the ibadah of Nabi Islam during the nights. They explained, now after they heard this, they started thinking in a different direction. They thought that, look, we are somebody else, and Nabi Salaam is somebody else. He is the most chosen servant of Allah Ta'ala, he is that personality Allah Ta'ala has already declared for him. يَغْفِرَ <laughs> He is completely masoom and sinless. So if Nabi who spends some time of the night sleeping, it's fine for him. If sometimes he kept a fast and sometimes he didn't, it's fine for him, but not for us. We are very, very weak and sound, sinful people. So one person said, look, I am for today never going to sleep the whole night. I'm going to spend the whole night in Ibadat. The other person said, I'm never, ever going to spend any day without fasting. Every day of my life, obviously besides the days that are impermissible, every day I'm going to be fasting. The third person said, look, I... I'm now making a decision, I'm never ever going to get married. Because I need to dedicate my entire life to ibadat. The came to know of this, so he came to them. Are you the people who said these things? The Rabbi Sallallahu said, look, إِنِّي لَأَخْشَابٌ wa bih. There is nobody that can fear Allah Ta'ala more than me, and nobody possesses a higher level of taqwa than myself. This was something necessary to spell out, because this was the reality that was to give the guidance thereafter. That look, I possess, you cannot claim to have any kind of taqwa or fear of Allah Ta'ala greater than me. But then look at the same time, my example. In me, assume Some days I fast, meaning the nafil fast, obviously. Some days I'm fasting, some days I'm making iftar. I'm not fasting. But usalli wa Part of the night I'm performing hakin salah, and part of the night I rest also. I also get married. And then the beast on this occasion said, that the one who decides to take some other path of life, he doesn't want to follow my pattern, and he's got nothing to do with me. But what was important in this is that look, these are all needs of insan, he needs to rest, he needs to have some kind of fulfilment of his various other needs. So Allah ta'ala has made this is permissible for him. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself practically demonstrated that all this is part of life. And he lived his life accordingly. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave this complete guidance. So this in itself is something that is very clear cut. In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself says, Rawihul Qulub Sa'atan Fasa'atan. That comfort your heart from time to time. In other words, give some rest to your mind and heart as well. So all this is something part of deen. But now what becomes the problem? The problem becomes that when this need becomes the object of life. <laughs> See, the human need, but when that need becomes the object of life, that need becomes the focus and aim of life, that this is where everything goes away And unfortunately, by and large, this is what is becoming the common situation. A person has a need to eat, but if he starts eating the whole day, breakfast starts taking 2 hours, and lunch takes 2 hours, and supper starts taking 3 hours, 5-6 hours a day he's eating, what's going to become the end result? He has to eat, it's part of his need. If he doesn't eat, then he will not be able to function, and he keeps on staying away from food, he'll end up committing suicide. That's his need. But that need is confined to the extent of that need. A person gets married, that's his human need, but everything has its place. Now the whole 24 hours of his life is not in marital life. It's a human need. Likewise, this insan has this need for this relaxation sometimes, but when this becomes the object of life, and this is what Allah, wa has spelt out in the Quran Sharif, أَفَرَأَيْتَ have you seen that person who has made his desires his deity? That this realization then moves on to fulfilling of desires. That becomes the purpose of life. And this is not just something that is a concept, an abstract concept. This has become something which is a part of life for people. It is a religion, part of the religion. This is a religion that has been defined, open the dictionaries, open the encyclopedias, You'll find one religion which is termed hedonism. And the definition of this hedonism is that pleasure, this is the purpose of life. And to make, to attain this pleasure, to attain this pleasure is the ideal aim of conduct. These are the words of the definition attain this pleasure is the ideal aim of conduct. What does this mean? It means whatever it takes to gain that pleasure. There's no rules. Whatever it takes to gain the pleasure that you are desiring, that is what life is all about. You must not be inhibited in any way. There must not be any restrictions. There must not be any kind of uh, barriers for you in fulfilling whatever desire you wish to fulfill. Now this is, there is an entire religion of this sort, and this has become a way of life for people. Now while there are some who have made this their conscious decision, that they are hedonists, that they don't believe in anything else, they believe in the pleasure of life being the object of life. There are many others who have a belief system in their lives. Somebody Alhamdulillah had Iman, Allah taala keep us steadfast on the Iman and take us on the Iman and raise us on the day of Iman Alhamdulillah, many people have Iman there are people who claim to have other beliefs somebody is a Christian, somebody is a Jew, somebody is something else but there are many many of these people who claim to have a belief system but in practice live like hedonists. while the belief is there Alhamdulillah of a person who has Iman but how often what dictates what a person does in life is what he'll get pleasure of. If that pleasure is something that requires him to forsake his salah, worry about that later, oh, if he worries about it. If that pursuit of pleasure demands that he must commit some haram, he's ready for it. If that pursuit of pleasure demands that a person must dress in a certain way, so on. That's the object of life now. Though it is not verbalized as such, it is not said in those words, because the person says, I'm a Muslim." person says, I have Iman, Alhamdulillah, that Iman is there. But the practice of life becomes what? Now this is where the big problem comes. Where this entertainment becomes object of life. And this entertainment, this hedonism has become an industry itself. That's according to the stats Approximately some $34 trillion dollars are spent on entertainment annually. 34 trillion dollars are spent on entertainment annually. This has become a religion for some formerly, and for many. It's not a formal religion, but that's the practical way of life that it's become. What will be keep my life is what well I get paid out of it. Whereas, what is the life of a movie? While his life. Is every need catered for? The need of some relaxation, this need of what we may call, but in big inverted commas, entertainment. What we may call entertainment, but the whole definition of entertainment nowadays is something else. That too is something catered for within parameters of Sharia. On one occasion, Rasulullah was on a journey. As we are moving on, Nabi Nabi's first first six with the Sahaba Iqam, they took all of you, go ahead, move on, you leave us behind. In other words, you move ahead, go ahead, you can move a little slower now, all of you move on. In any case, all moved on. Now, when there was a sufficient gap and they were out of sight, now Nabi's thousand six with the Aisharat Iqam Tailanga, come on, we're going to race you. She so, so, no. says, Very well. So Nabi's thousand races with her. The Aisharat says, that I was still very, very, uh, young at that time, and I was, hadn't picked up weight as such, so I was much quicker, and I beat Nabi's thousand in this race. Now what was this race all about? In our context, or rather in our terminology, but obviously again in big inverted commas, this was a kind of entertainment. It was a kind of entertainment, but we will come to the point that we need to die from this this now. Any case, he says, then time passed, the Beast let it lie. much later one day, and then we go on a journey. And again, the we would. After some time, the Beast of says to them, Taqattamo. You move on. Then everybody moves on, when they are out of sight, the Beast says to them, Rangulavishuna. He says, Very well. He says, But this time I had already picked up some weight. And as a result, I couldn't run as fast as him. And he beat me. Nabi Sassim said to me, you see, the last time you beat me, I leveled it up now. But now what is this? In inverted commas again, entertainment. But, many a times people start using this Hadith Sharif. And this has become a very common thing. When a person wants to find some kind of legitimacy for something, it's very easy to take anything out of context and just present it. Take an eye from the Quran Sharif and twist it out of context, take some hadith sharif and just it out of context and then use it for anything you to legitimize. So here again many a person unfortunately starts using this kind of hadith. For what? This is exercise. So now what is exercise? Now I am going to the gym. As Aisha went for this was a kind of exercise so I am going to the gym also. But having pondered over this word tatab the command that the Nabi who gave this adah, all of you are out of sight now, move ahead. Because this entertainment is going to happen within the limits of Sharia. There is going to be no contravention of the law of Allah Taala, It's not going to be in the sight of anybody. Whereas obviously, the Aisha also was fully covered. Now has anybody gone to a gym and left there with their Iman at the same level? Has any woman gone to a gym and come out with her Haya at the same level? But when entertainment becomes a way of life, then exercise becomes an excuse. Cannot the a person exercise in the form of his own? In that environment of music, of nudity, of intermingling, of the worst kind of uh, environments in terms of Haya, the lack of Haya rather. But now when entertainment becomes the way of life, and this would become the end result. And a person will find any excuse in the book that, no, I have to go and exercise, so I have to be in the gym. The four walls of the home is no more sufficient. So now this becomes the end result of when this becomes the way of life. this hedonism, which is not the religion of a person, but that becomes the influence in his life, that the pursuit of pleasure. And then this is not something that gets restricted to one or two things. Everything across the board what is the western concept of life, this hedonistic way of life? The concept of it, make money, have fun, push stop. That is the bottom line. Because to have fun you need money. So make money and have fun, that is the bottom line. But there will be those who are total hedonists, they live their life only by this. There will be those who are not hedonists, alhamdulillah, they have the iman, so they will put Dean in where he can come between the pleasure. Whatever their, whatever their requirements are in terms of having fun, wherever Dean can fit in, it will be fitted. the If the dressing of Dean doesn't fit in, leave that outside. I'll dress as I want. So that wedding will become such also, that many a times a woman is writing up. That, is it okay if I don't attend this wedding? Because I feel so uncomfortable. There's complete segregation between the males and females. But I feel so uncomfortable because of the kind of dressing. So now will I be breaking family ties if I don't attend this wedding? That's the purpose of a question. That this is the kind of dressing now. Because this dressing, the dressing of Deen doesn't fit into my concept of pleasure. So leave the dressing out. I'll perform my salah, put an abaya on and perform my salah, jiraatah, do what I want. So now the practice and the way of life is being will fit in the way it can come in between the gaps. But the primary thing will be the pleasure. Let alone these day-to-day things. Even Ibadat will now be dictated by the way it gives us some kind of excitement. Hajj and Umrah, the Hajj will take place. The Umrah will happen. But the entire theme around it would be fun people taking selfies, and people doing all kinds of things. And the whole program will be programmed around how to make <coughs> it more fun. But in between, anything else will happen. Whatever is supposed to be done will take place. Urbani will become a fun thing. it there be more excitement, that's how it will be done. Whatever happens after, let it be. What corners are cut, don't worry about it. It must become exciting. It must give us a lot of fun and even a dini lesson a dini talk that too will be judged by the entertainment factor how entertaining it was it wasn't entertaining is no good, but lesson came across person poured his heart out to teach us something about the sunnah person was pouring his heart out to teach us about the command of Allah Ta'ala. it wasn't in a very very exciting manner so then got not it. that too will be judged upon the entertainment factor in one hadith, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم foretold us. إِنَّ أَخْوَفَ مَا أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ بَعْدِ One of my greatest fears for you after I am gone. In other words, I to come. كُلَّ مُنَافِقٍ عَلِيمٍ لِّسَانٍ And I fear every hypocrite, every munafiq, who has a very knowledgeable tongue. A munafiq who has a knowledgeable tongue. Because he has a knowledgeable tongue, so now he will be able to entertain the tongue, he will be able to entertain. But his heart he is a Munafir. But now because of the people's preoccupation with entertainment, this person is talking deep also, and it's very exciting, There's quite a trang in the tongue as well, very very exciting accent maybe. And the person can really dramatize something. So now as a result, everybody is just talking headlong. But if the process was happening, that Nifat is getting transferred. Now a person is attending some lesson somewhere because it's very exciting. Then suddenly he says, well what I've learned is it's no more necessary for my wife to adopt the niqab. So she was adopting the niqab, you better take it out. where he went? He went somewhere where he was getting some kind of excitement. But where did this come from? This came from this obsession with entertainment. That became the object of life. That became the thing that is dictating what a person does, when he does it, how he does it. Whether it potentially is Deen or anything else. If the entertainment gives him permission, that program is reverting, then he'll carry on. Whether, whatever it is that is one adult person, maybe it is, his late forties or something. He says, I started playing a car game. Whatever car game, Allah knows best what he was playing. We thought only children play with car games. He says, I started playing a car game after Isha, before I knew it was aswad e an elderly person, he's playing car games and first started after Isha, it became Fajr Azan, and he lost every, he lost check with time, what is, what is going on and later on, children, adults, one he is now, of course he's playing car games, after that the car game doesn't have enough entertainment for him and then he's going to other things and how many of by the time he's finished playing his so-called games on his phone and on his internet, he's already planted the seeds of the destruction of his marriage, he's planted the seeds of the destruction of his family, because then one thing now leads to another, and Allah for good way, finishing off. So the issue is that what is the way forward? The way forward is to come back to what Allah has already given us in the Quran here, All this pursuit of artificial pleasure this is something that will never ever give a person any satisfaction, The heart needs this contentment and this will come <laughs> That in the remembrance of Allah, wa ta'ala, the total obedience of Allah, ta'ala, turning to Him sincerely, this is where this contentment will come, this is where this true pleasure of the heart will come, this is where the itminan and the tranquility of life will come in this dunya, and this will make his akhirat as well. This requires that a person keeps himself in the right environments, keep himself in the right company, be associating with the people of piety, be in the part of Allah, being engaged in those things and those amal that bring the true contentment of the heart. And in this way, his life in dunya also will become peaceful, with or without the material compass of dunya. And the real thing is he'll making his akhirat, Allah, give us the offeeq, akhirat